We don't need an intro anymore. I just put that on there. That's our new theme song. I wrote it myself. Actually, try to replicate that, Mr. Musician. The O'Brien and Doug Podcast is brought to you by Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Prescott, Maine. Servicing all makes and models of heavy trucks and light-duty cars. Toll-free at 800-764-4150. First time in 23 years, our minds are synchronized. Welcome to the Fun Dungeon. O'Brien and Doug. Welcome to the O'Brien and Doug Podcast. Where dreams come true. Well, don't be looking at me. Nothing I can do about it. Go on and go about your business. Welcome to the O'Brien and Doug podcast. I'm O'Brien. I am Beethoven. Hey, how's it going? What? <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> hey, do me a favor. Oh. Do me a favor, because we were just talking about how uh, that's going to be the new theme song and all that stuff. So do me a favor. Do you have your phone with you? I do. I want to show, show everybody what happens when you call my phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let me put okay. the make sure that the thing is make on sure it's here. on there. Do you want me to call your phone yeah, yeah, or do you I want, want you to, to uh, I want you to do both okay. because we'll, and then we'll know. get into the history of I think we have we talked about the history of how you got your name and all that stuff we have right I thought we talked about it with last time or one of the times we had Bob on. yeah yeah I, I I agree I think we did too but I just want to I just I think it's funny okay that, here, okay I'm gonna call you you're gonna call me first okay okay so, so calling this is this is what calling. I hear when Doug is calling my my I'm, cell phone I'm calling. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, this now, is, now, now send me a text. Now this is when I text him. <laughs> uh, where'd he go? Where did you go? <laughs> I'm just writing the word text. Yeah. So. Hey, hoser. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yeah, so I installed. Did you put yours in? in I haven't put them in yet. Yeah, I I just, yet. But I got them. So I installed I just, that uh, not too long ago, and uh, I thought it was the funniest thing ever because, of course, laugh. the history of of uh, you, your name, and 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 Bob, Bob and Doug from Bob and Doug McKenzie from Strange Brew. Yeah, cult classic. We uh, used to watch it when we were kids religiously. We were, wow. I think I think I think at this point we could recite it word for word. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do just, too. Just because I've seen it so many times, and I never get tired of it. No, not there, man. I got to pee. No, not there. How, How about, about there? Oh, that feels good. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, I always, always love the, where's the puck? <laughs> where's the puck? Where's, where's the puck? <laughs> oh, so um, so we were, we're talking about, just. I mean, it's, we have all kinds of weird traditions uh between us but we what, yes no. but we mentioned we mentioned last uh, on the last podcast by the way this is episode 14 season three episode 14 we mentioned on the last podcast uh that we were going to talk about or actually did it actually make the podcast it may not have made the podcast because i may have edited it out um we have a list of ba- of uh album names oh yeah for the next yeah. comic crossing album should there ever be one there will be um because we have enough material for several oh yeah uh, but I want to go over. I want to mention some of these because I think they're, I think they're hilarious. Hilarious. Some, some are really hilarious and appropriate. Some, yeah. So uh, what's what's first on the list there? Okay, this is one of my favorites. Songs from Pete's Market. Now the history of that. I think if I remember right, I'll see, I'll see if you can do this. If I remember right, there was um, on the way to Limestone. Nope. Nope. No, okay. Then you you better correct me. On the way to Van Buren, is it Remember, was it a was it like a an adult bookstore? No, I think it was an old like convenience store that somebody had in their yard. And that was it. It was just Pete's Market. It was Pete's Market. Yeah. Wasn't there an adult bookstore somewhere? We never that was in Fort. We never went there, but no, it was it was. But that's in Fort. Okay, used to be in Fort. Okay, there was a trailer, and it was. Right, it was. They sold the illicit material of a <laughs> pornographic nature. We never went there, yeah. but we always we wake wake. 
Can we, I never. I that place was so sketchy, man. I it was, was like, it, was, oh, it still is creepy. I don't it's know. Still, it's, it's still a little sketchy, but yeah. I don't think it. Yeah. I don't think it's a store anymore. But yeah, we used to because back in the when we first started Common Crossing, we got all our instruments and strings and all that stuff from uh, Ezzy's Music in Shop Van Buren, in Van Buren. Right? Yep. So when we drove up to Ezzy, we always see Pete's Market. Pete's Market. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't operational even at that time. Right. It, it, I don't know when it shut down, but we were always like, oh, songs for Pete Market. You know, we always like, oh, it's Pete's Market. You know, so just, I think it's appropriate. Yep, you know, I agree. What's the next know, one? Kinda, uh, soundtrack to the party. Soundtrack to the party. Kind of ho-hum. Yeah. But, but you know. Uh, this is one of my, another one of my favorites. Rough Housing and Other Shenanigans. Now that's going to make an album. We're, we're going to call an album that. I don't yes. know whether it, it'll be the next one or the, you know, the one after, but Rough Housing and Other Shenanigans. I love that one. It's a perfect title for, for a Comic Crossing album. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, slow and Sexy, <laughs> which is really us at this point in life. <laughs> well, the slow part, maybe. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm still kind of sexy. <laughs> in a way. You're right. Me too. In my own brain. <laughs> Uh, this, this, this one I like because I've actually, I've actually used this name for my, one of my fantasy football teams. Yeah. Super mediocre. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've adopted that as That's one of my also going fantasy to be, teams. We're going to use that at yes. some point, whether it's a song, uh, whether it's an album. Right. Yeah. Uh, greatest potential hits. So why not? Yeah. Hits you've never heard before. Exactly. Right. Well, we got something like that. Um, Leave your ego at the door. I don't remember where that came. I think that was a think, Shane one. I think that was actually a, Are you a line. No, it was, a, it was Shane. I think it was a line from a Shane Mountain song. Okay. Maybe. I think. I couldn't remember where it came. I, I had something to do with Shane, but I didn't know exactly yep. where it came from. Yep. Uh, PFM. Forgot that Pure one. freaking magic. <laughs> that was our that was our catchphrase when we were recording the uh, album at Hassan. Right. We were at oh, Pure. Yeah, PFM baby, PFM. Pure freaking magic. Pure freaking magic. I'd rather magic. just call it pure freaking magic. Well, I mean, yeah, I just wrote it down because, you know, just <laughs> Common save space. Pure freaking magic. magic. I mean, how great would that album be? <laughs> uh, okay, now this is the one you alluded to a little bit ago. Uh, the greatest songs you've never heard. Right. A retrospective. <laughs> I like that one because it sounds really fancy. Right. That should be like, a, you know, that's like somebody's dissertation for a PhD or right. something. I love that one. Uh, I like this one because I got, I actually came up with this one because I found this in a, uh, in the Beatles biography book. Okay. Uh, unknowns, but no mysteries. I don't I think thought, I've ever heard that one. Yeah. I, that's why I, I, I lifted it out of a, a biography of, uh, the Beatles. Unknowns and other mysteries. No, no. Un- unknowns, but no mysteries. But no mysteries. All yeah. right. Which really makes you think. I don't know. Yeah. Like, Ooh, that's, a, that's cool. Yeah. Um, this one is just because it's us and it's, it's more of a private jokes, oil checks and movie quotes, <laughs> which is every, every time we tear down yeah. after a show or, or, you know, setting, or, or up, setting up, up down or just during, sitting around. Right. Right. Oil checks. We won't go into. Yeah. We won't go into, but, but movie quotes. Yeah. I mean, that's us. Shane Mountain has the memory of. I don't know. Yeah, he remembers every movie every he ever saw. Every single. And I, I'm always like, what's that from? I've heard that before. What's that from? And he knows, he knows like the whole movie. Oh, yeah. It's unreal. Yeah, anyway, this. go ahead. I, got the, I found this one. I, I can't remember what was going on. I was watching something, and I thought this would be hilarious. Roller skating with supermodels. <laughs> I thought that would be I, a hilarious album I can album see the title. cover. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great, <laughs> that man? Would be, that would be, that would be the best album cover ever. <laughs> okay, and then one more. There I was, wait, wait. You know, remember oh, that oh, band? Uh, that band um, roller skating with supermodels. I remember them. They were really good. No, no, no. But it reminds me of something. Um, um, who? What was the band from the nineties? That oh, the Bloodhound Gang had the, all that really oh, inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. In all, yeah. all those inappropriate songs. That reminds me of a of a cover maybe that they would do. Oh yeah, or probably. even uh, Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, bare, I'm surprised Bare Naked Ladies never roller came up skating with, that. with supermodels. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I could remember what show I saw. Somebody said that, but I can't remember now. Uh, and this one, I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it's something we came up with later or just, but I wrote it down. Time is re- irrelevant. I don't I don't know where it came from. Time is irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, that's all of them. That's all of them? That's all our We used to come up with some just, like, song titles, too. I remember. Yeah, or just, just randomly. Yeah. I remember um, 
What was the fire extinguisher one? Oh, uh, aim at the base of aim at the hold up right and aim at the flame. Yeah, yeah. Aim at the base of the flame. Aim at base the flame. Base at the flame or aim at the flame. Something it was, like that. It was yeah. the instructions on a fire extinguisher. Were like, hey, that would be a cool song. Yeah. Or or an album. Title. Or an album title. Hold yeah. up right and aim at the flame. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's just the yeah. Word. We just that's just what we do. We just you know we we hear a phrase or somebody says something. We're like, oh, song title or oh, right. album title. You right. Know, so. So Comic Crossing is a uh, for all intents and purposes around this area a cover band. Um, mm. We play a lot of covers. We're a cover band that writes our own material, right? And we do. We are lucky enough to be able to squeeze in a few songs yeah. of our. I mean, own. we couldn't. The, the sad thing is, is we couldn't make it. We would never get hired if we were just like, oh, we only play our own stuff, right? Because nobody would hire us. Exactly. Anything. So you got You got to. You got to play the. You got to play the covers. Well, if, I mean, if you want to, if you want to. Even, get out there. Even Van Halen started that way. Well, yeah, everybody, you know? everybody starts there somewhere, you know. But I wanted to um, talk about some songs that you know uh, and are probably hit songs, uh, but I bet you didn't know that they're cover songs. Ah, yes. Um, and I saw a list, I found a list online of songs that are covers that you wouldn't know. And I learned a thing or two. Oh. I did not know wow. that many of these were cover songs. Okay. First of all, do you have any that are right off the top of your head? Yes. Okay. Twist and Shout. Twist and Shout is a cover song. Is You're talking the, song. the Beatles. The Beatles did the cover of the Isley Brothers. Exactly. So. Yep. yep. Which is, I mean, you, you know the Isley Brothers version. Yeah, everybody knows it. But, but the Beatles took it and it was. Oh, yeah. They, they just catapulted it. Right. So. Right. Did you know? Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper is a cover song. That I did not know. I know. Neither did I. It's by a, a, ba- a man by the name of Robert Hazard. Never um, and A hot name in the Philadelphia club scene during the 80s. Um, and Oh, yeah. Remember back in the 80s when we were living in Philadelphia? Right. We used to go see him spin records. Oh, yes. Actually, and I listened to it. I wish I could play it for you. Um, I listened to it, and it's actually more rockin'. I mean, more, more like a like a punk rock song. Really? Yeah, I'll okay. play it for you after. Uh, but yeah, Robert Hazard, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Hmm. Uh, so that was interesting. Uh, Any more? Uh, that, who did it? Um, we no, should... no Doubt did the song. You know which one I'm talking about. Oh, yes. Um, dun, 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 dun. um Yes, I do know which one it was by. Doing. It was by Talk Talk. Yep. Um, um, it's my life. Yes, it's my life. It's yep. my life. Yep. And that's. Uh, I believe that the band is called Talk Talk. Yep. They're they're an eighties new wave. There was another you new wave type band that. Uh, do you remember uh, Sixpence and the Richer's song? There she goes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a cover. Is it really? Yeah. I um, and I want to say it was. It, talk Talk sounds familiar, but I don't think it's Talk Talk. It's either it's, Talk Talk or Madness. No, it's not Madness. Okay, so then there it must be Talk Talk. Oh, no, oh, you're talking about that song. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I was talking about the No Doubt song. Yeah. Anyway, um, everybody knows that, well, I don't know if everybody knows that Blinded by the Light, Man for Man, that's a cover. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Uh, Bruce Springsteen. Really? Actually, had a, right. had a version of it, yeah. Uh, had, Wait, did he uh, write he, it? He wrote or? it, yeah. Oh, he wrote it. He wrote okay, it, I'm okay. sorry, yeah. Um, so, next one. Well, you know, we should probably uh, kind of tilt this a little bit and say um, covers that were better than the original, or uh, or, or, or more hard. successful, more successful, more successful. Well, I'll tell you one that was more successful: uh, "Whiskey in the Jar." Oh yes, everybody knows Metallica, the Metallica version, but nobody knows it was Thin Lizzy that. I, well, it's actually an old. It was, it's it was, an old Irish tune. It is, but yeah. Phil uh, Phil Lennett. Phil Lennett. Uh, popularized yes and then metallica took it and ran with it you know because i remember when we were at the station people can you play whiskey in the jarro (laughs) dude it's not whiskey in the jarro it's whiskey in the jar (laughs) there's no jarro just because james hetfield says it that way it doesn't mean it's right correct dude (laughs) ub40 Red, red wine. Yes, that is a Neil Diamond song. Yes, right? it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. And Neil Diamond had a lot of songs of his cover. Of course, he was a 
uh, what they call a brill building songwriter, like Carol King and Jerry Goffin yeah. back in the '60s. So there was it was like a songwriting factory right. in New York. So he would he would write songs. Uh, that was his job, writing songs, and and but eventually he would record them. So UB40's Red Red Wine was originally a Neil Diamond hit, and they found it. They made it, made it reggae and recorded it. Neil Diamond also wrote uh, a bunch of stuff for the Monkees. And, um, girl, you'll be a, a woman, woman soon. Urge Overkill. Though. Urge Overkill. That's yep. right. I was trying to think of the, the name of the band. But, yeah, on the uh, Pulp, Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Yeah, it was uh, uh, Uma Thurman danced to it before, right. she, uh, before she was going out with John Travolta and exactly. all that craziness happened. Right. <laughs> uh, Bow Wow Wow's I Want Candy. Yeah, that's a. I don't. I can't remember who originally did it. It's the though. Strange Loves. Okay. Yep, from the sixties. Okay. Um, I'm trying. There's so many that we could mention. I'm just kind of going by this list here. I did not. Well, actually, I kind of in the back of my head knew that I love rock and roll is a cover. I did not know that. Uh, a band called Arrow did Arrow. the original version okay. of I Love Rock and Roll. And again, if we could play these songs uh, on the podcast, we would, but we can't. So we're so gonna we we're gonna enjoy them in the company in in the comfort of our fun dungeon after the podcast is done. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can't be there. Um, I think we knew that Mambo Number no. Five by Lou Bega was a yeah, was that's, a cover. A, that's a cover. I did not know that Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Yeah, that's a cover. Is a cover, but I can't remember who did it. Originally. Um, it, it first entered the cosmos twenty years earlier. Gloria Jones. Uh, and and the writer was Ed Cobb. Now, Tainted Love came out in what eighty? Oh, it was early to early eighties, mid eighties. I would say eighty four. So if this came out twenty years, this is a song from the sixties. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm skipping Beyonce. Uh, Hound Dog, obviously, we knew was a cover. Yeah, Big Mama Thornton. Um, this is obvious. I will always love you, Whitney Houston, Dolly Parton. No, uh, killing me softly with his song, the Fugees. Yeah, yeah as a do people do Roberta Flack. Right. Do more people think of the Fugees? I don't know. I actually think I think I mean the Fugees version was good, but I mean everybody knows as soon as you hear the Roberta Flack version. Yeah, I think everybody knows that one more than they know. I the think Fugees. so too. All, all you know, Lauren Hill of the Fugees has a. I mean, it's a great version. Yeah, I like but, that version. When I think of that song, I think of Roberta Flack. Yeah, I always of course. Do too. World. Uh, Uncle Crackers, Drift Away. Obviously, that's Obviously. Dobie Gray. Dobie Gray. Uh, I did not know that Dazed and Confused by Led Zeppelin. Of course, most everything that Led Zeppelin did yeah, there's a- <laughs> was very derivative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but Paige was first inspired by the song's folk rock origins, courtesy of Jake Holmes. Uh, Mickey. Tony Basil, Basil, Tony Basil, Mickey was uh, a British pop quartet called Racy, and the song was originally called Kitty, (laughs) which I had no idea. Did you know, this will surprise you, I think. Okay. Salt and Pepper. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a man. That's a cover? That's a cover. I didn't know that. Of a um, gospel soul singer, Linda Lindell. Uh, who once supported uh, James Brown, I continued her. She recorded the song in 1968. Wow. Uh, and I have the original, so we'll listen to that a little bit later, too. Did not know that. Um, the first cut is The Deepest, Cheryl Crow, uh, Bananarama Venus. Yeah. That was originally the swinging blue jeans, I think. Is... Yeah, something like that. Did you know that Superstition by Stevie Wonder is technically a cover song? Yeah, and i trying to remember who did it, wrote it. And it's not coming to me. So, it's a funny story. Well, not funny, but um, Jeff Beck wanted to write a song for Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder wanted Jeff Beck to write a song for him or with him. uh, For him, I think. And so he did. Jeff Beck wrote Superstition. That's right. And recorded his own version of it. But something about... Uh, the record company thought it would be better for Stevie to release his version first. Right. So, And that's what happened, and it became a big hit. Yeah. Um, but technically, Jeff Beck wrote it and, and recorded it first. Right. So it's Yeah, just, I knew there was something weird about it. Uh, yeah. How that all went, went down. Uh, did you know that Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash was a cover? I did not know that. 
Um, Cash's sister-in-law, Anita Carter, recorded it first. Hmm. Didn't know that. Um, also a lot of these. <laughs> Did you know that Icky Breaky Heart was a cover? Good Lord. I know, right? The, the Marcy Brothers released the track titled Don't Tell My Heart. That was it was called. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't know that I want to listen to that version. No. Yeah. So, but I mean, and that's just this, that's just this one list. There are so many that people don't know are covers. Well, the Beatles did a lot. I mean. Yep. Because there were songs that they wrote and gave to other people. Yeah. That co- that covered them. And then the Beatles went and did their own cover versions. Right. Like, uh, how do you do what you do to me? Which they wrote. Yeah. And they gave to Jerry and the Pacemakers. Right. And then they made their own version. And then there was one they gave to the Stones. I want to be your man. Which they which Paul and John wrote. Right. And they gave to the Stones who recorded it and then the Beatles recorded, recorded their own version afterwards. for the uh, yeah. Hard Days Night uh right. soundtrack. So um it's funny because you know, we're in a couple of bands. We're in Comic Crossing and, and the Star City Syndicate and my kids don't really know the difference between well they do now, but you know, when they were when the when the bigger ones were were younger, um, they didn't know the difference between a, a cover song and a song that was ours. Oh. And the reason I say that is because they'll go to one of our performances out, you know, one of our outdoor concerts or whatever that everybody can go to, and they'll hear songs, and then um, days, weeks, days, weeks later, whatever, they'll hear the song on the radio, hmm. and they'll be like. Dad, I thought that was your song. I'm like, well, no, I, it was. We do a cover of it. Oh, what does that mean? And even my even my youngest still has that problem. Oh. She'll, she'll hear she'll hear uh, ooga chaka ooga ooga. Is this oh, dad? Yeah. Is this dad? See, that's a cover song. It is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Blue Sweet did a cover of uh, B J Thomas. B J Thomas. Yeah. So yep. That's, yeah, that's a cover. Yeah, we do a cover of a cover. We do. Um, I'm trying to think of some some other ones. Well, Van Halen did a lot of covers, believe it or not. Yeah, they David, did. Uh, um, uh, uh, I think uh, they did Pretty a co- Woman. They did a cover on almost every album with Roth. Yeah, Pretty Woman. They uh, did. Uh, they did. Uh, You're no good. Yep. They did. Um, Where have all the good times gone? Which mm-hmm. was the Kinks, right? Um, well, they did two Kinks songs. They did. They uh, did. You really got me. You really got me. Yeah. Yep. Because the theory behind that. Was was Ted Templeman, the producer, was like, well, if it was a hit once, it'll be a hit again. Right. You know, which I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. But yeah, I think up until up until 1984, they did a cover on at least one cover. Yeah, that sounds about right. On every album. Yeah. Fair Warning and Women and Children First. I'm trying to think of the cover songs that were on there. I'll take that back. They didn't have any covers? Actually, I don't think, yeah. I don't think Fair Warning or Women and Children in, at First had a cover. I could be wrong, yeah. But I, I, I know that the first album did. I know Van Halen two ha- had, uh, uh, what did Van Halen two have that was a cover? Maybe I'm just making stuff up now. No, I because somebody get me a doctor. Uh, bottoms up, dance the night away, Spanish Fly, DOA, uh, out of love, again. Uh, maybe there were no covers on. Maybe Van there were no covers on Van Halen two. Yep. There was a cover on Van Halen one. Diver Down was full of covers. Yeah. Fair Warning and Women and Children First. They didn't have a cover. And then, yeah. Yeah, and then in nineteen eighty four, and then right, and Sammy then, came on, and, and there they was, didn't do any covers. Didn't cover unless anymore. it was a Sammy Hagar song. Yeah, they didn't cover <laughs> right, the Sammy right, Hagar songs. Right. But you know, um, yeah, I don't know why we're talking about Van Halen. Yes, I do. I love Van Halen. You love Van Halen. Um, I digress now. I can't think of some of those those other songs that were cover songs that were better than the original or or more successful than the original. Hmm. So I think it's time to move on. If you can think of a cover song that um, maybe we didn't know was a cover song and maybe it was more successful than the original, just leave, uh, leave something in the comments on Facebook um, under this episode in... Uh, You'll enlighten and we'll, everyone. And we'll ignore it. Probably. <laughs> Let's do the Common Crossing song of the day. Okay. You got one? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So it's on a demo CD that we put together. Is it on Living in the Dark? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is it 
I hope it's not. I don't know. Living in the dark. Is it? Is it living in the dark? No. Didn't we do that one already? Ah, uh, maybe. Yeah. Is it uh, outside? Nope. Is it? It's not to the ones who know. It is to oh! the ones who know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really want to do that one. Well, we're running out, man. So you know, well, not really running out, but you know, um, I. It's not our best song, but I. Oh, it's not by far. <laughs> I kind of liked it. I I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna play it just because I've said I would. Um, but this is embarrassing. Um, I don't I don't know. This was. I don't know what this song is about. I don't either, to be honest with you. It was just one of the ones that I think you wrote on a whim, and then we just went in. And it ended up being very Pink Floydish. It did end up being very Pink Floydish. And, um, you know, like a bad. A bad Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Let's just. Like, if Pink Floyd were all sick with dysentery or something, (laughs) and they were forced to play, that is what this song would be. This is what it would sound like. Yes. And let's just say there's a reason. A lot of these songs uh, didn't, uh, to coin a a phrase, see the light of day. Yeah, this is is the one that should stay, you know, chained to the basement. Thanks for picking it, Doug. No problem. I appreciate that. I like to to let the monster loose. I suck. So I think there's just, uh, I don't even, I don't even, I'm just going to play it. Yeah, just play it. We'll just get by it and, yeah, it was, and pretend it never happened. Well, we can't pretend it ever happened because now it's on the podcast. We can't. There, there's no plausible deniability anymore. So we gotta we gotta own up to it. Yeah, thanks. We Doc. did the song. Yep, we did. We were trying to imitate Pink Floyd. If were we were, I think we were just playing, and it ended up sounding like. Pink and Floyd. we were trying to pretend if Pink Floyd was dead and still playing. <laughs> That's what this song is about. Is this, it, is, okay. this is an homage to dead Pink Floyd. Okay, so uh, the Comic Crossing song. Of that the way, week, that, I'm trying to. I'm trying to lower expectations. If you want to just kind of fast forward for the next three minutes or so, is it three minutes? I don't know how it's, long it is. It's almost four minutes. So, for the next four minutes, go to the bathroom, get a snack, right? Um, or fast forward the podcast. You can do that. You right? could do that too, but yeah. it'll be more fun because then you could hear that. You could hear it in the background and go, "What in God's name is that awful sound?" Oh, it's the Comic Crossing song of the day. And then you'd be like, ew, what a turd on wheels. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then you just, well, well, my Hot Pocket's done, so. <laughs> hot is, Pocket! I, I'm going to make this this whole build-up to this song one of the promos. <laughs> so that people are going to be like, I got to hear this. I got to hear this song, man. <laughs> Dead Pink Floyd? I'm in. <laughs> Here is the Comic Crossing song of the week. Zombie Pink Floyd. We apologize. G Chord. This is called To the Ones Who Know. Enjoy. (laughs) We apologize. Themselves away, so they'll see the light. To the ones 
It wasn't as bad as I thought. I mean, it was bad. It, yeah, it wasn't great, but you know, it wasn't. There were some. There were some like good moments. We have a lot worse songs. Oh yeah, than that. We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll eventually get to those. <laughs> so <laughs> that was. I still don't know what that song is about. Oh, I have no idea. But I just, you know, the pink, you know, the Pink Floyd vibe to it, and yeah. You know, the we tried different And I was learning to sounds. play guitar, obviously. <laughs> and I was learning how to play drums. And There's a couple, like, fills in there. I'm like, I, every time I hear them, I cringe. Well, I mean, there's, there's like, that all that lead stuff. I was I don't know if I was trying to be David Gilmore, but it didn't sound like David Gilmore. Um, and I was... There was but a, I, there was a point in history where David Gilmore didn't sound like David which Gilmore. Which is true. Either, so. Which is true. But, uh, yeah, I was all over the place there. But that's okay. It wasn't as bad as I thought. No, it wasn't I mean, as bad as I remember. What year did we do this? Like 97? Was it? 97? Yeah, because we were married. Not you and I, but- I was about to say, my wife, did, whoa. <laughs> my wife and I were married, so yeah. He's back there, Sigfroyd. 90, did we record it at the Mechanic Street house? I don't remember. We must have. Yeah, I think we did. Yes, because um, a, a couple other songs that were on that were piano songs, and I, yeah. and, and I had the upright. We recorded the upright. Yeah. In the living room, so yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, before. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was before it was. It was ninety. Yeah, seven ninety eight. I honestly have only been playing drums a couple of years at this point. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you can tell. Yeah. It's like oh, <laughs> but again, <laughs> some junior high kid got a hold of Doug's kit. Again, not as not as as horrible as I remember it being. No, it could have been much worse. Yeah, but we'll get to those. <laughs> so that is the Common Crossing song of the week to the ones. Who know? Ones who know it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to climb the wall of tunes momentarily. Wall of tunes. So sit tight. You're listening to my dad and uh... <laughs> O'Brien and Doug. 
The O'Brien and Doug podcast is brought to you by Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Presque Isle, Maine, servicing all makes and models of heavy trucks and light-duty cars. Alignments, tires, you name it. Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center will take care of it. They're open 7 to 5 Monday through Friday and 7 to noon on Saturday. Give Glennie a call for all your service needs at Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Presque Isle, Maine, locally at 207-764-7300 or toll free at 800-764-4150. And we're back. All right, so I'm going to take my headphones off. We're going to do this whole wall of tunes thing. You I'm going to get crowd, my shroud of, shroud of tunage. All right. Let me try it. There we go. Fits like a glove. Yeah, that's such a problem. I have too much money in my wallet. I have too many guitars. I have too much money in my wallet. I should buy another guitar. You should, yeah. That's what it's there for. Money can be used for, to exchange for goods and services, like guitars. All right. I want a peanut. I have, I have an album. Okay. You may take off the shroud, shroud of, tune. of tune. tunage. Tunage. So, um, yes. Let the guessing begin. Band or a solo artist? Well. I'm going to say band. Mm. You don't know for sure? The, um, You're very confused already, man. This is not work. This is worrying me. Yeah, but if I, if I, if I expanded on this, it might give it away. Um, a lot like, a lot like Boston was a band. Yeah. So it's just like a guy or two. Yeah. Okay. So is it rock? Yeah. Mm, what uh, uh, period of popularity? Ooh, that's kind of cool. Seventies. Seventies. So it's like one guy playing all the instruments, or yeah, because all I can think is Boston now. And now it's, but we know it's not Boston. It's more one guy playing all the instruments now. But I think there was a lot of it then as well. Hmm. Is he still around? Yeah. Is he still playing? Uh, yes. Came out with a new album last year, two years ago. Really? Yeah. One dude. And that and that one was all him. Under the band name. Under the band name. Yeah, this is confusing. From the I 70s. know. Yeah. Hmm. Is that Elton John? It's not. But he's not. That's not I, I think in the 70s, there there were more than the one guy, but this one guy was responsible for m- most of it. But they did have a band. I'm very lost. This guy also produced them. And is a famous producer. Has a sound. You you know something that was produced by this guy because he he is has Phil Spector. Nope. You know Phil Spector song. Mm. How about no? Wouldn't, I was going to say Rick Rubin, but he wasn't producing in the seventies. Nope. <clears throat> Rick Rubin produced an album for an artist that was a follow-up to the album by the same artist that this person produced. Okay. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Which way to Albuquerque? <laughs> I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> this person produced, uh, I think... Wait, which person are we talking about? The one I'm trying to guess? The one you're trying to or guess. Or somebody else? The one you're trying to guess. Uh, produced an artist. That Rick Rubin. That Rick Rubin eventually. Produced. Also produced. That, that, 
doesn't help you at all. I mean, you might as well just tell me what the average rainfall in the Amazon is. I mean, that's <laughs> as exactly as helpful as that because I am I'm just like, uh, Mr. Rogers. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. This maybe. person was also in a super group with a beetle. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Now we're getting somewhere. Is it Tom Petty? No. But I'm getting closer. You are. Oh, I saw the look on your face. So was he a, was he a traveling Wilbury? Yes. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. Producer. Producer. Uh, 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 Jeff Lynn. Jeff Lynn. Is it Jeff Lynn? Who's the band? Yellow. Yes. <laughs> wow. That. Whoa. <laughs> Oh, I need I need so, a drink. The album is the Essential Electric Light Orchestra. Wow! Which in the seventies there was a band, but Jeff Lynne, okay, wrote yeah, everything and and, right. and did everything. And See they, now it makes much more sense. Yeah, and Jeff Lynne was in the Traveling Wilburys and produced Full Moon Fever, which was Tom Petty's first right. solo album. Right, right, Actually, right. also produced uh, the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Um, um, into the Great Wide Open. Right. Um, and then the follow-up to that, I believe, was Wallflowers, or Wildflowers, I'm sorry, Wildflowers, mm-hmm. which was produced by Rick Rubin, Tom Petty, right? So- yeah. And all, okay, did you all get that? Yeah. And you know, you, Jeff Lynn has a sound, because if you think of- Yeah, now that you mentioned it, yes, I know exactly- When you think of the Traveling Wilburys. Right. They have a particular drum sound, they have a particular- um, their acoustic guitars are very bright, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and you think of um, um, do you remember the from the Beatles anthology, uh, "Free as a Bird"? Yeah, that was produced Jeff, by Jeff Lynne, right? Yeah, right. That's well, he did both of those songs, right? Real yeah. love, real love, real, too. Yeah, yeah, and, and "Free as a Bird," and they have a distinctive sound. Yeah, they do. It sounds like Tom Petty's um, "Full Moon Fever," the free falling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and right. and uh, running down a dream, da 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 da, and that yeah. drum sound. Yeah. You know, it's very very. He has his very uh, his own signature uh, when it comes to producing. Um, the other one that uh, Tom Petty had another solo album uh, that was in the late nineties. No, it wouldn't wouldn't be in the late nineties, early two thousands, because I remember there were a couple songs on it when <clears throat> Jude was a baby, when well, number two. When he was a baby, he was born in 2003. Uh, not necessarily a baby, no. So it would have been mid mid 2000, like 2005, maybe. Um, he came out with another solo album called Highway Companion, and there's a song on there called Saving Grace. Yeah. And when I w- I would every time we would go in the car, I'd pl- put that album on, and Jude would just freak out. And, huh? I'll play that song again. There was one called uh, Jack. Uh, it's called Jack. And he would want me to play that song over and over and over again. That was also uh, produced by Jeff Lynne. Huh, so okay. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah, Jeff Lynne and, and Tom Petty had a pretty great uh, relationship. And, you know, oh, speaking of, we were talking about cover songs earlier. I found one that I had no idea was a cover song, and this kind of fits in. Because, I don't know if you ever heard the story of uh, how Tom Petty got Jeff Lynne to produce. They were at a stoplight or something in... England in London, and um, they do have stoplights in, in in London, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you look. You were looking at. Me. Well, no, I, I was trying to think if, if I've heard the story, but I think I have. I, I wonder if it was on that Tom Petty documentary. Yeah, I think it was actually. Yeah. I think it was on the on, on the documentary. <clears throat> but um, he he pulled up to him, and and he had just finished producing George Harrison's uh, solo album Cloud Nine, mm-hmm. which had I got my mindset, which is a cover. Yeah. Um, did you know that? I did, but I can't think of who. I I, I looked it up and it I, and I I had it, but I don't remember now. Yeah, I'd I have to look it up again. Was, but I did but, yeah, read that recently. I got my was... mind set on you was a cover. <clears throat> I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't. But know you think of the production on that song. Yeah, drums very distinctive. Very distinctive. Guitars. Yeah, it's got. He puts his signature on everything that he does. So anyway, Tom Petty knew George Harrison. No. No, Tom Petty ran into Jeff Lynne and said, I know you just produced George Harrison's album. Would you produce my album? And then Tom and George became friends through that, I think, right? Is that how that works? That sounds right. Yeah. 
something like that. Yeah, and then to... eventually the Wilburys. Right, and then that's when they came up the Wilburys. Right, right. Didn't Ringo? Didn't Ringo play drums for that album? The, for the first album, I think he did. Yeah, and, and Jim it, Keltner also. Jim, yeah, I was going to say Jim Keltner did something with the second album. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> um, because he's like Captain Drummer, Studio Drummer. Right. You know, but Tom Petty played bass in the Wilburys. He was the bass player. Right. Yeah. I forget. I forget that because I mean it was like because it was like ninety-seven guitars and then like right. A drum, a drummer, right? You know what I mean? Yep. Because Orbison played guitar. Yep. Jeff Lynne played guitar. Bob Dylan played. Bob guitar. Dylan played the guitar. Uh, you know, and George Harrison. George Harrison played the guitar, and then there was Tom Petty. It looked like he was always playing guitar, but if he was playing bass, yeah, he was playing bass. Yeah, and then yeah. you know Ringo or right. Jim, Jim Keltner, you know. So yeah, yeah. So it was like it was like a very. I think I think they like guitar. <laughs> I was getting that feeling from that album. Um. That what a great first album that was, huh? That was a fantastic album. Yeah, is that the one with Tweeter and the Monkey Man, or is that, was that on the second album? Uh, I can't remember. Tweeter and the Monkey Man. I think that was on the first album. Might have been. It was I a can't great remember. song too. Tweeter and the Monkey Man. There was a lot of great. There songs were a lot of great songs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but you get that those guys together. I mean, how can it not be great? Can you imagine sitting in the same room? Being I would love to be. Oh yeah, just, you I got one of the greatest that. songwriters. Uh, wow, several of the greatest songwriters ever. Tom and Penny, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. <laughs> So, you know, <laughs> no, actually, no, you know, you know, I rag on Bob Dylan a lot, but I mean, the dude can write a song. Oh yeah. He oh, just yeah. can't sing it well, for crap anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't even sound like I know anymore. he doesn't do he that anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's got this Tom Waite thing happening yeah. now, but yeah. I, you know, I like the classic. <laughs> right. I like classic Dylan. Yeah. Uh, um, what was I going to say? I was going to, the, um, he wrote. Speaking of covers, um, that big hit for um, Garth, oh, Garth Brooks. Yeah, Shameless. No, no, that was Billy Joel. That was Billy. No, Garth Brooks did a version of Shameless, too. Yes, but what I'm saying is Billy Joel wrote Shameless. I thought it was Bob Dylan. Nope. Okay. No, Billy Joel wrote Shameless. Garth covered it, had a bigger hit with it. And um, then Dylan did it. Shameless? Didn't, didn't he do nope. it? Nope. Are you well, I know sure? what you're, you're confusing. Which song. one? Which one am I thinking? You're, of? you're confusing songs here. Dylan wrote a song called "To Make You Feel My Love." Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking. And Garth Brooks yes. covered it, and it was right. huge. And actually, yeah. Dylan said that it is his favorite cover of uh, um, of his songs covered by somebody else mm. ever. Garth no, Brooks' version. Good. That was you know? good. Adele did that song as well. She did a version of that song. Yeah, but you know, me and Adele, we don't. <laughs> right. you know, we don't vibe. Sorry, <laughs> I just, but yeah, <laughs> Bob Dylan is a is one heck of a songwriter. He's a great. Well, yeah. he became a poet laureate, didn't he? Yep. yep. And, he, and then he didn't show up for the right. thing. I don't know if they still gave it to him or not. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. He's he just. He's just. He's an odd duck. That one. No. Yeah. Not Bob. Yeah. He's got his. He's got his little circle of friends, and and, and doesn't really deviate too much from it. Yeah, well, can you blame the guy? No, I can't no. because I mean people have been after him for for ages. Oh yeah, I mean when you're when you're that huge, man. Yeah, I mean he's the guy that got the Beatles hooked on pot. Right. I mean you know who else can say that? You know what I mean? Yep. I mean that's I don't know if it's a feather in your cap, <laughs> but it definitely opened up the Beatles songwriting and record making. After that, it, yep. it really just opened up, you know, because they just. He was like, here, guys, take a puff of this. And they were like, oh, Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> you know? So, you know, that's a that's a very stripped down version of how that happened. <laughs> I don't think it's historical. Rock and roll history. With it's, it's like 0.3% accurate. You've heard, of, you've heard of drunk history? This is Doug history. This is Doug history. I just, I don't know. I just make stuff up. <laughs> I make it sound good. But I think that's a lot of history right there. <laughs> so let's talk about, real quick, um, <coughs> the uh, songs from ELO that you may know. We actually do one in the Star City Syndicate. Yes, we do. Evil uh, Woman. Right. Um, Medieval Woman. <laughs> I do. Th- I just do that because of Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> when she told me that she thought that's what the words were, right. I just could not let that go. And it, every time we play it, I'm singing Medieval Woman. Right. I'm not singing Evil. I have never. Does she know? I don't think so. No. I've never told her. Because I just, 
it's like it's like my it's like my homage to Sarah. You know, I I, I do that because I I just love that story that she thought it was medieval woman. Medieval woman. Every time, even when we practice it, I never say evil woman. I always say medieval woman. I'm that. So if you ever see us do syndicates, you ever see come to see the syndicate, and we do evil woman, just know I'm singing medieval woman and i'm going to be from now on yes i do it every time i didn't think anybody else picked up on it because you know i kind of you know you you can kind of hide it but so let's i want to go over these songs here because the number of hit songs that you know do you do you want my love right yep and i can't get it out of my head yeah oh yeah i forgot those mr blue sky yes that's great a, one song. of the guardian uh guardians of the galaxy Galleon, yep. yeah the second one strange magic dun, 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 dun. oh yeah 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 uh it's a living thing but it's a little day it's a terrible thing to sure lose I yeah one. i bet you do yeah. uh, uh <laughs> turn to stone da 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 Better turn to stone. Maybe. I, mean, I bet you've, you've heard prob- it. Well, if I heard it, I probably would not. Sweet talking woman. Oh, oh, telephone line. Yeah, I know that one. You shine your love on my line. Shine a little love? Yeah, right. Uh, hold on tight to your dreams. That's a yellow? Yep. I didn't know it. Calling America. Okay, I think I knew that one. Yeah. Rock and roll. Whamma, lamma, lamma, rock and roll is king. I didn't think that was you. Yep. Don't bring me down. Obviously, that was a big yeah, one for them. Right. Yeah. And roll over Beethoven. Now, did they cover that? Yeah, they I must think, have covered. I, that. I think because didn't cover. Chuck Berry write that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm There's pretty, another cover. Unless it's uh, unless it's it's a different uh, roll over Beethoven. Hold on a second here. Let me look. Let me look and see. Roll over Beethoven. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, yeah, that one was written by Chuck Berry. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah. Yep. Yep, but uh, just classic. I mean, you, you talk about classic rock and roll. And this was actually, this kind of bridged the gap between, because, you know, th- you think of the mid to late 70s, disco was huge. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of these songs that have... Well, they yeah. had that vibe, that yeah, disco vibe. It's not disco, but no. it did it did fit in. It did have, have that with like the big string sections and, right. and stuff, you know. Right. So yeah, I kind of I kind of always equate them with the uh, Steely Dan, Doobie Brothers. Yeah, put them in that category. Didn't they have something to do with Olivia Newton-John's Xanadu? Yeah, they uh, they actually wrote it, and then they. Is this Doug history? Yes, this is Doug history. <laughs> they wrote it, this is fake and they news. were like, "Man, we we really want a girl singer on this." So they were watching um, Star Search, and they saw Olivia Newton-John. Did not know she was on Star Search. Well, no, she was on Star Search. This is a little known fact about Olivia Newton-John. She was on Star Search, and then uh, Ed McMahon was like, you know, between, you know, tumblers of scotch, he was, uh, he's like, you know, you should be in that Grease movie (laughs) with uh, that kid, uh, Vinny, from uh, Mr. Carter, you know, uh, Welcome Back, Carter. Yeah, that guy. Can't think of his name because I'm on my seventh scotch. John Travolta. Yes. So... (laughs) Once, so she got the idea, so she auditioned and she got into Greece, and then the guys from ELO were watching that movie, and they were like, oh, she could totally sing this song. Didn't Xanadu come out before? Greece? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just making this up as I go, man. I, I don't, there's no, the timeline of this is like, you know. Not uh, like edi- I said, point three percent of this is true. This edition of Doug History is brought to you by Cousin Larry. <laughs> Cousin Larry. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants to light up the sponsor of this segment. <laughs> Doug makes crap up. <laughs> I like. But yeah, that. that's how it happened. All right. Yeah. So just Good just enough. if you want to know any more history songs, just let me know. Okay? I'll just <laughs> I'll whip a history up like that. I can do it, baby. So that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is the. Uh, Wall of Tunes album of the week. Uh, oh, yeah, the, I forgot what we were doing. <laughs> the Essential Electric Light Orchestra, better known as Jeff Lynn. Jeff Lynn. Because, yeah, the album that he just put out, I think it was a year or two ago, was all him. Oh, okay. He played yeah, every That makes sense. He played every instrument, I believe. Well, you know, that's, 
I like. I, I always find it interesting the guys that can do that. I was like Prince and yeah. Lenny, Lenny Kravitz and oh yeah, all those guys. They just play all the instruments and then they just put together an album, and then they just go out and hire a band. Right. You know. To, okay. I wrote this. You play it. And I'll sing, you know, and then I'll make all the money and you guys could live in your van. You know, <laughs> down I mean? by the river. Down by the river. I was, I was, I was, I was rewatching the hired gun documentary and they were talking to the guy that used to play with, uh, Trent Reznor and, uh, yes. in, uh, Nine Inch Nails. And yep. then, he, then he started filter because he, he, he left Nine Inch Nails because he wasn't getting paid crap. So Trent Reznor's like, well, go write your own record. So he did. And then he hired a band and treated them like crap. And, you know, so I was like, man, you're kind of a dick, dude. What's up, man? I said, hey, man, nice shot. Yeah. And uh, that's the only so that's the only filter song I know. Yeah, me too. I don't know if he had any more albums. He must have. I think he had more albums, but I don't think he had any hits or anything. But and then they talked to the guy that played guitar for him, and he was like, dude, this sucks, man. I'm going to go. And now he does voiceover work. Right. You know, I can't think of his name. But I mean, it was just, I was just watching. I mean, out of everybody on that documentary, I'm like, that guy's such a dick. <laughs> I mean, I would, you know. Yeah. I was just like, wow, man. I mean, Trent Reznor, yeah. But it's, Trent Reznor is cool, man. Uh, you don't want. That was a great documentary. I love that documentary. Hired Gun. I, yeah, go watch it, man. Because yeah, I mean, they talked to all these people, man. I uh, who uh, the guy that took Randy Rhodes' place after he died, Brad Gillis. Yeah, from Night Ranger. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of an interesting dude. He's. I he's, think he's a little full of himself. Oh, a little. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually. Um, he was, you know, our our mutual friend Jay. Yeah. Jay Green. Uh, he's he's one of the guys that made Jay want to play guitar. Brad Gillis. Brad Gillis is, yeah. yeah. And I went to, I took my oldest boy to see Night Ranger when they played they played Bangor not too long ago. Right, right, right. And Jay was actually in the audience. Yeah. And it was hard to watch because Brad Gillis, who is no doubt, no question, an amazing Oh, he's fantastic, player. yeah. Yeah. Uh he's pushing sixty. Yeah. Right. And more power to him. I mean, he, he looks like he's probably forty five. Yeah, I don't yeah. know when this documentary came out, but he, I mean, he's right. lo- he looked pretty good in but, the documentary. But he's doing he's doing these moves on stage that are from the '80s, right? And I don't mean that in a good way, right? Uh, I mean he's like uh, wagging his tongue to 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 women in the audience, and uh, I mean it just was like, what, really, man? I mean, really, <laughs> really? Uh, and it was it was he was he made it difficult to watch that show. Yeah, that's too bad because because in the documentary they do a lot of songs, you know the the people yeah. the hired guns do a lot of songs like, you know, uh, you know, he's he, Kenny Arnoff is backing Brad Gellis up, and I was like, can you imagine the ego in oh, that room right my now? My word, because Kenny. Arnoff is an amazing drummer, but his ego is huge. Oh, yeah. And Brad Gillis and Brad is the Gillis. same way. And you put those two together, and then you got guys like Phil X is there. Who is not. He is not. At all. No, he is super cool. Yeah. And Liberty DeVito. Right. Who is also super cool, you know? Yep. Uh, Maybe they did that on purpose. They had to, because you had to, like, counterbalance the ego, man. Yeah. You know, you had to, you know. Yep. It's like, you know, putting, you know plutonium in a lead box yeah you know what i mean you just you just you know you had these guys that just who who's the other guy uh uh something his nickname is fish uh michael something he was there and what he, did he play he's a guitar player and then they had uh pink's uh bass player eva gardner yeah okay yep or i don't know if she's still playing bass for pink or not but i mean you just had like these really super cool people and then you had brad gillis and Kenny Arnoff. It was like two planets colliding. Right. You know what I mean? Just you know. So what this is? What this is? Is it's hired gun is documentary, but it's 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 about side people. people yeah. Pe- mean, people that you know, you know, uh, you have to hire a guitar player to go out and, and tour with. You know. Yeah. And they talked to Alice Cooper, who he, he's like the king of hired guns because his yeah. band is like all hired guns, and then they go out and do amazing things like Kip Winger and yep. um, uh, uh, Jason Hook from right. Five Finger Death Punch. Yep. And, uh, you know, he, he just hires these amazing, you know, 
players. Nita Strauss is on Nita that. Strauss. And she's awesome. Amazing. Man. She's yeah. an amazing guitar player. Now, I don't know if she's still playing with him. With, uh, I think she Alice is. Or not. I think she is. Actually. Okay. Yeah, she did put out a solo album like, last year, I think. But yeah, yeah I mean, she's still playing with him. But I mean, if you want to just see people that... Because I think they, they talked to Rob Zombie. And he says something like, you know, the hired guns... There's like 20 people that make all the records. Yep. And he's absolutely right, man. And the, and they they put the best in this documentary, I think. Yep. You know. I mean, I it's hard to think of Liberty DeVito as a hired gun, but technically he was. He, technically he played who was the drummer for Billy Joel? <laughs> Billy Joel for years and years and years and years. And then there was a falling out or something. Well, that's when Billy Joel lost all his money and to the And didn't trust kind of, anybody ever yeah, again. Yeah, and he kind of yeah. took it out on his band cuz like he, he fired uh, the guitar player and the bass player. Yep. And then the bass player killed himself over it. And then, like, Liberty just kind of was like, he was the last one left. And then eventually he got rid of Liberty, yep. you know? And it was like, you know, he just kind of was like, what? What yeah. the F, dude? You know? Come yeah, on, I've man. given you this, this many years of my life. Yeah. You I, know, mean, and- he, I mean, you think Billy Joel, you think Liberty DeVito. Right. You know, for yep. years and years, you know, forever. Yep. Until the very, very, very end, you know, when... You said that Billy Joel stopped performing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was just, it, you know, I like to watch it because it kind of, number one, it inspires me. Yep. But number two is just the stories. They, oh, they talked to uh, Rudy Sarzo. Rudy Sarzo. That guy has played with everybody. He has played with everybody and he is like the chillest dude. Yeah. You know, he's like 70 something. Yeah. Now? He looks old. He, yeah. lo- he looks, he, I mean, he keeps up appearance. I mean, he still looks good for, However, you know, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's like Methuselah old. Mid to late 70s, I think. Yeah, but he's played with White Snake and Quiet, Quiet Riot, Riot yep. and uh, 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 Ozzy. He played with Ozzy for years. There's another cover, Come On, Feel the Noise. Oh, yeah. Quiet Riot yeah. was a cover of a Slade song. Yes, that's yeah. right. I forgot about see, that. See, I knew there was a reason I, d- I picked that topic. Yeah, see, it just all comes yeah. full circle. Quiet Riot's Come On, Feel the Noise was a cover of a Slade song. Yeah. Which, yeah. It just happened, though. Yeah. Well, and Quiet Riot actually was, was started by Randy Rhodes. Right. Randy Rhodes started it, and, yeah. and then he went to Ozzy, and then Rudy yeah. Sarzo went to Ozzy, and then Randy died. Right. And then uh, they brought, you know, Brad Gillison, and the rest yeah. is kind of... And then Rudy, I think at that point... I think Rudy went to Whitesnake. Went to Whitesnake, yes. Yeah. So... Yeah. And you're right, though. He's played, he's played with everybody. Yeah. I mean, they show, like, his house, and he's got, like, gold records and platinum records. Right. Like, all, you know, yeah. like, just... Going for miles, yeah. And I'm always just like, but he's the, he he comes across as the sweetest guy. He just likes to. Play. He just loves to play, and he loves everybody. And, and he's he, and you that's know he's what it's all about. Yeah, he if is like were, he's like the ultimate musician, man. If there were more people like that, the world yeah. would be a better. I mean, place. he's one of those guys that you know you you wish you just could hang out with, yeah. and talk to him because I I just guarantee he just he would just be like the coolest guy, and he would have the coolest stories. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Good stuff. Hired Gun, the documentary. Go, go. That wasn't on the, on our list to talk about tonight, but the, I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, it was it's fun, good stuff. man. Yeah. I, I like to watch. I love musical documentaries me because too. it inspires me so much. Like the the Standing in the Shadows. Of Motown. Motown yep. one. The yep. Stax one. Uh, the uh, Muscle Shoals one. Oh, yeah. The Tom Petty. I mean, there, there are so many documentaries that I watch and it just inspires me. It's like, this is why I play. Right. Because I want to, you know. I want to be you like want, that. We're, we're going to make our own documentary someday. Yeah. And, and uh, it'll be called Hold Up Right and Aim at the Flame. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, Quentin Tarantino's going to direct it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. So one of us is going to die. <laughs> Not saying which one. Not yet. <laughs> Get your embarrassment in order, Joko. <laughs> Uh, good news for Joko. <laughs> wait, wait. Good news yes, for Joko. Yes. He's he's playing again, which is good. Uh, actually, I think they've been playing for a little while now. Yeah, they've been going out here, here and there. there. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's traveling again, and he's he's playing shows with uh, several different artists. Yep. Uh, again, and um, yeah. I think he's going out with uh, a country singer named Cody Johnson. He's going to be opening. He's playing with a guy named Jordan. Row something like that, something yeah. like that. Who's an up and coming um, country singer, and and he'll be opening for um, Cody uh, Tompkins, something like no, that. Not, yeah, not Tompkins, can't. Cody. Uh, anyway, yeah. anyway, um, but he's, he's doing a, very well. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's and, getting back out there and proud of him. Yep. He, I mean, Joko did it right, man. Oh yeah, 
I mean, that kid just, he's smart and he works hard and he just knew what he wanted and he got down there and he went for it and now he's, he's doing it, man. And he I'm, sleeps a lot. <laughs> if you want to, if I was, I was, I was on Instagram and you know how come sometimes it comes up with like, you might know this person. Yeah, it was yeah. Joko sleeps. Yes. <laughs> that is, I actually, I'm going to. I think we could take credit for that because I think we taught Joko to sleep. I don't know. Maybe he knew this already, but he learned to sleep anywhere yeah. through anything. Yeah. Because like when we took him to Massachusetts to a gig with us, I mean. Chicopee. Yeah. We went to Chicopee and played a, played a gig in Chicopee, Massachusetts. I mean, you would look back and he would be gone. And he was 15? Yeah. He's like 15, 15 16 at, at the, the time. time. Yeah. So I take, and I want half because <laughs> I came up with the Joko moniker. Yeah. I started calling him Joko first. So that's mine. Yeah. So whoever runs the Joko, it's his bass player from 641, right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. it's the bass player that he plays with in a bunch of different Oh, right, right. right. Yeah. They, well. they kind of, yeah. But yeah, because they travel together all the time. Yeah. And, and he, he, takes, he takes all these great hilarious pictures, po- pictures of, of, of Joko. Of Joko sleeping yes, everywhere he can. <laughs> even even sitting upright. Yeah, sitting upright, laying down, just <laughs> wherever. That kid can sleep anywhere. He missed his calling. He should have been in the military. <laughs> he really should have. Because, I mean, in the military, you learn to sleep wherever you can and whenever you can. Yeah. He would be, that would be just like perfect for him. Yeah. You know? Yep. Because I learned how to sleep standing up in boot camp. Yeah, I bet you know, I bet Joe could could do that. He could do that, man. Yeah. I I have faith in him. But yeah. uh, but uh, you know, he just yeah. yeah go to Instagram and look yeah. up Joko, Joko sleeps, sleeps and follow just, that page because it's hilarious. It's hysterical, yeah. man. I just love that kid so much, man. I mean, he's he's my brother, and I just you know I love him to death, and I'm just glad. I can't wait he, to play with him again. I know. I, I, I can't don't know wait when to, that's going to be. But I don't yeah. either. But I I can't wait, man, because it's just going to be great. Yeah, I miss playing with him a lot. I miss playing. I miss playing, yeah, Period. but I miss playing with Joko. Yeah. I mean, when the four of us were together, man, yeah, it was it was PFM. Oh yeah, pure freaking magic. Pure freaking magic, man. It was awesome. <laughs> On that note, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this fourteenth uh, uh, episode of season three, which 51st. would be our fifty first podcast. Fifty first episode. Fifty first podcast. Yep. Wow, that's amazing. It is. It's impressive. I can't wait till we get to hundred. We, we, should, we should get like a hundred bucks and give it to somebody. Okay. I don't know. A okay. hundred pennies. hundred pennies. Yeah. That's like a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> so? <laughs> it's not like we're that's, charging people that's the to budget to this. That's the budget for this podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. That's like, that's like a, that's like a pay raise. <laughs> All right. So until next week when it will be episode 15 of season three. Yes. And I'll have more history for you. There you go. Brought to you by Cousin Larry. Cousin Larry. Uh, I'm O'Brien. I am still Doug. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. O'Brien and Doug. Good evening, all, and a wonderful evening it's going to be. You've been listening to the O'Brien and Doug podcast. The O'Brien and Doug Podcast is brought to you by Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Presque Isle, Maine. Servicing all makes and models of heavy trucks and light-duty cars. Toll-free at 800-764-4150. Make sure to follow O'Brien and Doug on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can drop them an email anytime at obrienanddoug at gmail.com.